Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in this hour. Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock and my play-by-play partner Jack Michaels. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, that's Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one uh, owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. Well, we are going to be joined by our headliner today for Touchback Safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available. He is an Edmonton sporting icon, and we welcome back to the show the big man himself, George LaRock. Hello, George. How are you? Very good, Bob. How's everything? Uh, it's not bad. We're uh, we're just waiting to see what happens here with Hub Cities. We'll get to that in a second. George, today is the anniversary of Chris Pronger being traded for Schmied and Lupul and three picks, one of which turned out to be Jordan Eberle. That happened on July 3rd of 2006. Two days later, you signed with the Phoenix Coyotes. I know you, maybe you can, uh, if I recall, you were, you were trying to get a no-movement clause from Edmonton, right? And they didn't exactly. ultimately. Is that, what, is that what ended up happening? Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, is that I I don't know why, but I, I I knew they wanted to sign me, but to trade me, to add value to it. And I've always told the team, I said, listen, I want to stay there. I want to I want to stay in Edmonton for life. So uh, I, I wanted the no move clause because I I don't know. I heard my agent was telling me that George, if you sign it with all the no move clause, they're gonna trade you. They're gonna they're gonna they, they, they're gonna use that as a leverage because now you'll have a value, so they, so they can get something in return. So I told them, I said, I don't care about the contract. I just want a no-move clause. And they wouldn't budge because they, they, they really, uh, they, that was their intention to trade me. And that's why, uh, you know, I became a free agent after and I went elsewhere. And you went to Phoenix and then you ended up uh, getting, uh, you, uh, you know, Phoenix actually, if you can educate our listeners here, did they not give you the option to get traded to Calgary or get traded to Pittsburgh to play yeah. for Michelle Darian? Yeah. So, so, what, so what happened is, I had lots of choice. I had like 16 teams I could pick from. And, um, you know, Wayne called me, actually. He, he called me, asked me to play for him. So when the greatest player of all time calls you to go and play for him, um, you, you can't say no. It was such an honor. He was yeah. talking to me about Semenko and, and how he wanted to bring me in. So I went to Phoenix, and we had a really good team on paper, like Stone yeah. and all the guys that were there. But unfortunately, uh, in December, the team, we were pretty much – we're pretty much out of the playoff, right? And yep. the thing is, when you play in Edmonton and you every year you, you fight to make the play, and if, you, if we don't, it's by a couple points. We were never out in December, even though we were battling with big market teams. So, so what I did is I asked for a trade, and then because I had a no-move clause, because Phoenix gave it to me, 
I, I could have fit between and and you know there's a lot of teams that that, that, that ask, but then it, it ended up to the last two teams that was Calgary and Pittsburgh, and like it, it was insane because I talked to Jerome and 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 it was so close because the team at first they wanted me to go to Calgary, they're like you know because the return was the best, but I love Edmonton so much with the Battle of Alberta and everything, and back in my days there was real Battle of Alberta. With, with physicalness, right? Yeah. Not like it is today. Like, we never do a trade. Like, the trade they did with Luchik for, for James Neal, you never do that back then with the real Battle of Alberta. So, just because, even though I wasn't an order anymore, and even though I was mad that they traded me, and I know it wasn't because of the fan in the city, I couldn't do that. I couldn't play on a team that I was going to go and fight the Oilers by playing in Alberta. Like, I couldn't do that to them. So then... Nice consolation. I went to play with the greatest player in the NHL, Sidney Crosby, and, and of Jenny Malkin. So it's pretty good. And we, uh, and unfortunately, we fall short in the Stanley Cup uh, final. We lost in six against Detroit. And you know, a crazy story about that is the year after I became a free agent again. And, yes. Uh, and uh, Crosby was like, George, you gotta, you gotta stay with us. I swear to you, within three years, we win the cup. And I'm like, uh, you know, my mom begged me to come and play in Montreal, so so I did. And then what did what did the Penguins do? They won the cup the next year. Crosby made he made me his promise, and they won the cup the year after. So, you and, know, I fell Abbott- short in 2006 with the Oilers. I fell short with the Penguins. So all I have is that uh, Clarence Campbell Trophy or the Conference <laughs> Trophy. That's all I have. A little copy of that, and I don't even want, I don't even want to look at it. Uh, it's it's funny you mention that because, uh, and I know you and me have privately discussed this, when you signed it in Montreal, Edmonton reached back to you and offered you, I think, even a longer deal than the Canadians did, yeah. didn't they? Didn't they offer I, you a four-year deal? Actually, you know, they offered me a four-year deal and a job in, in the team after I was done. Mac T gave me one of the greatest lines ever. He called me back and he's like, George, you know, uh, absence growth when the heart, like, I think grow when the heart grows fonder or something like that. A- ab- so absence makes absence makes the heart yeah. grow yes, fonder. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes. So he told me that because what happened is for all those years I was in Edmonton, we've never, you know, we we never experienced what it was to get abused, right? To guys getting hit. After I was done, remember when Boogeyman was running Emski and all the guys were getting run? Yeah. It was insane. And then they tried to bring a couple of tough guys back, and, and, and it didn't work out so much. And then Maxi talked to me, and they said, after I was gone, they said they realized how much they needed a tough guy and stuff. So I almost went back to Edmonton, and I wanted to. The only reason why I didn't, it was because of my mom. My mom was begging me, because all the games playing Edmonton, which is Montreal, you know, they start at like 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, and it's too late for her. And she's right. a nurse, and she get up so early in the morning. She was begging me to come, and, and some of my family that were in Montreal. And I'm like, and I didn't want to. I said, guys, my home is Edmonton. And it's like, come on, you played there long enough. you got to sign Montreal. So against my will, I did it. I did it for my whole family, but I wanted yeah. to be back in Edmonton so much. Uh, I love Edmonton so much. And, and, and you know, it, there's, no, there's no place like this. I, like, I fall in love with the city so much when I played there that even though I, I was speaking broken English in the beginning, I didn't even go back to Montreal in the summer. I stayed in Edmonton all year long uh, to do community work. And, and I remember I did the Klondike Day, the, mon- the Monday morning magic. 
I, I did that, I think, eight years in a row. Even when I got traded, I went to other teams. I would still go back and I'm intended to do this. So I love the, the fan, the city so much. Uh, it, it, it was the first chance that I've gotten in the NHL was in Edmonton. So they draft me, they give me my best chance. Uh, they turn me into a player because a lot of tough guys, as you know, they only play one, two minutes a game. And yeah. my best memories for, was from Edmonton. So that's why it was so hard for me to make that decision. And, you know, you can't live with regret in life. But if there's ever one, if I had to point that out, is the fact that I didn't listen to Mac T and come back and play in Edmonton. You know, uh, just so you know, George, I've been hosting uh, sports shows in Edmonton now for the last 19 years. Wow! And and I've been and I've been speaking with broken English for all 19 years. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's my first language, and I, a lot of people would say, "Well, Bob speaks with broken English all the time." All right. Uh, now, here's one of the things. A couple things. You go to Montreal, and the in the Boston Bruins and Milan Lucic had been working over Mike Komisarek, and they'd kind of really kind of pushed. Uh, pushed Montreal and that was part of the reason why the Canadians went and brought you in and I I know there was one memorable uh, altercation where you were trying I don't know if you were trying to get Milan to go because you guys are represented by the same agency Milan was with Jerry Johansson and you were with Cot Steve Kotlowitz and I know you got a good piece of Milan on a hit but uh, uh, I'm gonna guess he never really wanted to fight you did he? No, I, I was chasing him because uh, I know the, the, the Montreal fans, they hated him, right? So they were chanting his name all the time. So uh, what I did, I was on, on the ship once, and I was just chasing him the entire ship and try to get him to go. And every time they were on the ice, I went back on the ice to go after him. So uh, it, I knew it wasn't gonna, he wasn't going to go, but I did it, you know, to do it, to make a statement that we were, they're, they're, you know, Montreal Canada are never going to get run over, right? Yeah. So they, did, they didn't. He wasn't hitting anyone. When uh, Chris Neal wasn't hitting anyone with Lake Calgary, Chara wasn't hitting anyone. When I got released, though, after that, that's when Chara took Petrarchi's head off. But he yeah. would have never done that if I would have been there. And yeah. uh, you know, and, and people realize, like when you had when you had the presence, people they're accountable to their actions. So uh, all those guys that used to run our team before before I was there, they were pretty quiet after. Yeah, um, I also remember. Did you get suspended? Nicholas Cronwall used to just crush guys, right? There was a hit yeah. that it was called the, the Cronwall, right? You got Cronwalled. I remember he just obliterated Emsky here uh, after you left, uh, and Penner went and, uh, went after him, but he just destroyed guys. And did you not get a real good piece one time on Nicholas Cronwall? I think he got suspended yeah, for that. It was not good what I did actually. I I, uh, I, I didn't like him because. Of the way that he that he played and he never backed it up. So once I went to hit him really hard and he moved out of the way and I opened up my knee. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then I he had to get surgery and stuff. Like uh, I got five games for it. It was my first suspension ever. But uh, yeah, it's not a good way. You don't want to never want to get a guy like that. But I opened up my leg, and uh, yeah, it was unfortunate because you don't want to injure somebody like that. But it was pretty stupid for my part. Well, you know what, George? I'm wondering because he hurt so many other guys. Did some of the other players around the league send you money to have to, to help you pay the fine? Oh man, guys! Guys, when I was talking to guys, they were like, they're so happy because you know they they hated that guy, right? So it was just yeah. that, uh, yeah, it was just like almost like a payback that was going to happen to him, but they didn't know from who. But yeah. I, but I wasn't proud of myself. I wasn't proud that I did that. I was I was a pretty clean guy, as you know. When I fought guys, I didn't hit them when they were down. When the referee came in, I stopped. I was not a dirty guy ever. And actually, I don't know if you remember, in Edmonton, in Edmonton sometimes, 
you guys, the media, criticized me because you said I wasn't mean enough. I, I, and I was a, uh, and I George, was a fighter. I, yeah. I was one of the guys. So then you decided to teach me a lesson skating with a bunch of guys at Body by Ben at one time and, uh, and, and, and hit me in the sternum as hard as you could. And uh, I think I flew. <laughs> I think I've. Who did you hit harder, Milan Lucic with that hit or me? No, you. You, you I, I, it was everything I had, but I knew your head was down, and I was like, I'm gonna get him right in the chest. And <laughs> it's not what it feels like. And your helmet flew. It, it, it was insane. Like it, it was insane how much it flew. I haven't skated since Georgia was only 13 years ago. <laughs> I still yeah, want, but it was awesome. It was awesome, Bobby. You got up and you went back at me, but. But I give it to you, Bob. You you got right back up. You kept playing, and uh, and you know it's funny because after that we became friends. I, I was mad at you for so. You remember how mad I was at you for so long, and yeah. I thought you were escaping me from the room. You never come talk to me, and I was so mad at you. I wasn't around the team. Talk. You remember we had this talk. You sat in the dress room, and we talked for hours, and then everything was fine. Yeah, and then after that we became friends ever since. Ever since, and look, I do your radio show. I've been doing it for years. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been having fun. And uh, he came to my karaoke party. Like, who would have thought the guy that was jamming me on the radio because I wasn't mean enough? Like, you're the, you're the toughest guy in the league, but somebody criticized you. You're not mean enough. I was like, I was just doing my job in a humble way. <laughs> been, my you know what it is, George? Someone. What? George, you are, you are a nice guy. Like, you don't purposely, like, even, even explaining right now about the suspension with Nicholas Cronwell, a lot of guys would say, you know what? He had it coming to him. He hurt a lot of guys during his career. He blew guys up. He concussed guys. I remember, I mean, I mentioned uh, I met, in 06, 07, you were gone, but he stepped up and concussed Joffrey Lupel in a game in Detroit, like just blew him right up. Yeah, and then yeah. J.F. Jock went and fought Cronwall, or, you know, and Lupel wasn't right the rest of that season, you know, and that's what yeah. can happen. With Did you ever, by the way, did you ever, uh, during your career, did you ever get concussed from a, from a body check? No, no, I never from a fight from a body check. Nothing, Bob. No, I, I nobody, nobody dared to hit you. Going no, no, I never, I never did. I, I, feel, I felt so fortunate, Bob, because most of the tough guys uh, that are retired, when you talk to them, a lot of them are affected by the job, right? Concussion, yeah. the way they talk, they're slow, they're shaking a bit. And me, I feel really fortunate that uh, that I'm, I'm all sane today. I'm not suffering from any CTE or anything. And you never know. Thirteen years of fighting in the yeah. NHL and plus two years in the minors and the amount of time that I've done it. But, you know, I was pretty smart. I always protected my head pretty good. And uh, my reach, my size, and the fact that I was at a lefty taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, I trained hard, though. Like, I trained with Dale Duke. I trained with Franco Sestito. I trained hard in the summer to make sure that I was the strongest so I never was, was going to get hurt. And uh, Edmonton had, had that culture of, of training hard and, and the offseason was really intense. And it pays off, and that way I never got hurt. George, what do you think now? It's not been verified by the NHL yet. Uh, the National Hockey League and the NHLPA still working away on a return-to-play format. Edmonton and Toronto, it's been reported multiple uh, outlets are saying Edmonton and Toronto are going to get the hub cities. Uh, it's going to include a CBA extension and also Olympic involvement. Just a thought on um, on the potential of Edmonton getting a hub city from your perspective. Okay, Bob, now listen to this. I was so excited. Edmonton will be one of them because me and you, we talked about it many times about the COVID. Edmonton yep. is one of the cleanest city and the safest city to have hockey. The reason why I'm so excited that Edmonton is going to be one of the hub cities, and I have no doubt about it. 
don't know if you remember many years ago when we tried to sign Mayan Hotha. I did a video to attract NHL players to sign in Edmonton to tell them how great Edmonton was. And I talked hours of conversation to Mayan Hotha to try to convince him to sign in Edmonton. Now, with this playoff being here, players in Edmonton are going to get to live and see how great Edmonton is, how great it is to live, and how great it is to bring their family to live in this beautiful city. Because a lot of guys don't know how good Edmonton is. And to be in a hub city for that long, they're going to be confined here. This is unbelievable. And I think that because of that, combined with the fact that McDavid and Drysaddle are here, for free agents, after this tournament, especially the fact that I'm hearing that the Stanley Cup final is going to be awarded to Edmonton, it's going to be easier to attract free agents. That's why it's such an unbelievable good news because, you know, that's all you needed. Our GM just needed something like that to be able to attract other guys so they could come to Edmonton and support, like, be a supporting cast to McDavid and Saddle so they could help us win the Cup. Yeah, you know, it's funny, George, when you talk to the agents, like a guy like Jerry Johansson and, and Stephen Kotlowitz, you know, they both lived here. Uh, Stephen's back in L.A. now, but they, they lived here. And so they, yeah. they, they don't, they're, they're like, hey, we get it. But, uh, I mean, you make a great point. There's a lot of, there's a lot of power players around the league that they, the only time they think of coming in Edmonton is during the winter and maybe they're exactly. here when it's minus 20 for a couple days and it's a lot of snow. Um, just the visual, George, just the TV, like the shots of Edmonton and surrounding areas in the summer as opposed to the white of the winter. It's a very different thing, and, and I, I'm 100% with you. I think it's going to help. George, have a terrific weekend, okay? Thanks, thanks Bob. And anytime, give me a call. I love it. Your fans are awesome. So, you know, Edmonton is my home. So uh, anytime you need me, call me. All right, thanks a lot. That is George LaRock joining us here on Oilers Now. It is 123 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Jack Michael's still to come. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 125 at Edmonton. Mark Spector's appearances every Tuesday on Oilers Now are brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who returned to the ice yesterday, has a filly this weekend running at a stake race at Woodbine. Uh, this horse is 5 for 5 this year. It's made over 150 k uh, in earnings to date. And the name of the horse infinite patience uh special thanks to jeff roblard for uh grinding out that information for me. During the season, all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim Brown, Trent Brown, the staff at James H. Brown want you to stay safe, stay positive, and they're there for you if you need them. All right, I should mention, uh, old saying in the car business, especially in these parts, cars cost less than what's asking. I mean, that has been an you know, a, a jingle that's been out there for about 40 years. But outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. And Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They will provide you with outstanding service at the time of the purchase. They'll continue that standard of service after the sale as well. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling one 877 or go online at brentridge.com. All right, uh, we got about 90 seconds to bang off some text. And a bunch of them came in on George LaRock's appearance on today's show. Brendan, have you noticed when George does the show, it almost, you can almost see the smile, feel the smile when he's on the air with us. You know what I mean? 
I do, and I think it wins him a lot of fan favor, as we see here on the text line, as did his play on the ice. So uh, Yeah, absolutely. All right, this text comes in. Oh, my God, George is the best, so entertaining. Uh, <laughs> Gaspy says, I was on 178th in White Mud, and George was in a convertible BMW on the phone, and I was in a red Acura Integra, and I revved my engine, and he said uh, to whoever he, he was talking to, hang on, and he looked at me, and we raced uh, light to light. What a beauty. There you go. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Where was the one coming in from the guy from Calgary? Okay. Uh, uh, Danny from Vegreville says, Bob, I love George. Uh, says, RGM, our team. He is a true oiler. Uh, and again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. There was one that came I wanted to read from a, a Calgary fan. Maybe I gotta go further back down. Uh, here it is right here. Hey Bob, at first I was thinking you're running out of topics and people to talk to. Oh crap, here we go with George LaRock again. Uh, that was my thought, but man, does he have some good stories. Keep up the uh, great work, and this comes to you from a Flames fan. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad he never played for the Calgary Flames, frankly, because to me, George, uh, you know, George was an oiler. It's interesting. Mac T uh, met with George to discuss a four-year extension. And, uh, you know, George is, uh, still does some events in Edmonton, but obviously doing radio. Or not a four-year extension, bringing George back on a four-year deal after he played for both uh, the Arizona then the Phoenix Coyotes, as well as the Pittsburgh Penguins. George ultimately signing, as he mentioned, with the Montreal Canadiens to honor his mother's request. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Jack Michaels. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.